The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I'm Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the only global radio talk show focusing on your environment, your bill of health, and the power of water, the power of water on the cri- it's a crisis on Earth. Just before the show, I had a call from an interesting individual from Chicago saying, water is a crisis in Chicago. I get calls from all over the world. Water is an issue. Why aren't they putting more money into the understanding of water on Earth than they are all this other stuff? I don't understand it. Because without water, we, we won't live. The Earth will go away. It's like the uh, animals in Kenya. The largest migration of animals, your zebras, your elephants, your tigers, your all the animals that have vision in your mind to think about in Kenya, they migrate near the river, uh, a particular river, every year. And if they, the river is depleting, it's pr- practically a puddle. You've got uh, the, the California issues. It's becoming a dust bowl where the aquifers below are not been thought out. Those aquifers have to have rain. If they don't get the irrigation water or the rain, they begin to diminish. I am the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and Biologic Aqua Research several years ago wanted to understand what dehydration is of the body and our earth. The moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe from a pocket of water. Exciting. The miracle the pocket of water you left, but you left, you entered in the air you breathe, and at that second, I'm going to say, and if I had millions of people in front of me, I would say that moment, at that moment, was a deciding factor of you. You, your moment was there. Your precious second moment was there. Air dried you up. The skin dried, your eyelid opened, your eyes dried, and remember, When the eyelid is open, there is no skin over the eye at that moment. So you need moisture in the air that you can't see, called fluid. So Biologic Aqua decided way back in time to develop a research center. It's the only one in the world studying the dehydration crisis of human health because we hadn't understood it. There's no two eyes alike, dehydrated the same. No two skins on the complexion, dehydrated the same. No two fingerprints, dehydrated the same, and more. So you see, research left something behind. Biologic Aqua Research decided, let's dedicate our life, our prayers, and all of our focus on discovering life in the water to save life on Earth, and the planet Earth will come with it. So the show every week is Earth's 
understanding with that earth secret. Earth does have a secret. It's the water. It's the water. It's the water. And earth is whispering, the water. It's the water. If you want to try to escape the swine flu and symptoms of other things that may come on, drink more water. It's what you're made up of, 50 trillion cells. Let's use some reason together. Study or be fascinated enough to go learn more and come to our website to BiologicAqua.com. Biologic Aqua has learned that your particular bill of health, which we're talking about more and more about horrible costs of insurance, is that your bill of health is to be defined with that dehydration. So let's join together. 97.5% of the Earth's water is salt water. You don't want to take a bath in salt water every day. What would it do? Leave a crust. Saline water would leave a crust. You don't want to drink it. It leaves a crust on the skin and the eyes. So um, let's think about fresh water, what we need to do to protect the fresh water. So let's learn what we can to discover the life in the water so that we can help save lives and pay it forward. Learn more about your life because remember, stress is a severe dehydration. Eyes that are not focusing and you're wearing glasses and whatever's gone wrong, not enough moisture in the eye. Symptoms of different diseases mean, honest to gosh, you could have been dehydrated. Drink water and get a lot of good sleep because earth takes its sleep. Listen to earth's whisper. It tells us a lot. Just listen. Today we have some exciting gifts. Dave and Lillian Brummel from Grand Forks, British Columbia. And I love Canada, everybody. And speaking of water, how beautiful it is. I love to go there. They're the authors of, and show hosts and musicians. And their topic today is the book Trash Talk, an inspirational guide to saving time and money through better waste and resource management. That's going to be a lot of fun for all of us today. The second guest is Diane Teagarden from Pasadena, California. She's the author of a book called Anti-Vigilante and the Ribs in Time. The book is a preventable vision of the future with its hooks deep into the renewable energy and impending world water wars. And are we going to have fun with that one? I will, we were going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's the only green environmental natural product on the shelves sitting right among the eye drops of moisturizing the eyes because of dehydration of the eyes. Well, listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Lillian Bremel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Lillian, are you with us? Yes, I sure am. I'm so excited to be with you today, Sharon. Well, thank you for that, saying that. That was very nice. It is exciting. This show is the only radio talk show in the whole wide world understanding the, what is important to life and what is health on this earth, uh, the power of water, your environment, and your health. And you and your husband uh, decided long ago to get into some different directions to teach the world about what? Tell us a little bit about you and Dave. Okay, well, uh, Dave and I have actually been together for about 20 years. We'll be cele- celebrating our 20th anniversary in just a couple of months, so we're pretty okay. excited about that. Um, we've been writing professionally since 1999, starting out as freelance writers, which we continue to do today, but we're really focusing on book um, writing now and book promotion and uh-huh. uh, radio show hosting as well. Uh, uh-huh. To date, we have three published books. One, uh, or sorry, two of which are in ebook format as well as in paperback. And um, one of them, the first book that we wrote, Trash Talk, our focus of the day, is actually going to be released in an ebook series, a completely revised uh, edition with brand new information and hundreds and hundreds of resources. And that's going to be released in the upcoming months, probably January 2010. Uh, we hope to have it out before the end of January 2010. Okay. Now, you chose, is it, almost everything is environmental concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and, and you know, when you and Dave were studying to do this, mm-hmm. uh, what is your definition of the environment for both of you? I mean, we're all on this globe thinking about different keywords, different descriptions, mm-hmm. definitions. What is the definition to narrow in that you believe is uh, very concerning of the environment today? How do you narrow that in so people can have a very common sense, simple way to think? Um, we're, I don't care if we, who we are all over the world. What is kind of a simpler way to help us learn more by starting out gradually the environment concerns? Is it, did you two pick out something that was more concerning than any other environment concern? Maybe there's one most important. Well, we we focus on reusing in the book Trash Talk, although we cover the four R's of reusing. Waste. Is that recycling? Uh, no, uh, there are four R's in waste management. Okay. There's a refuse, refuse, reuse, reuse, and then recycling. So we focus on, uh, we talk about all four of those, but we focus on uh, reuse in the paperback version of Trash Talk. Now, uh, in the upcoming ebook version, we'll, uh, the second book is going to be focusing on the reduce factor, reducing um, our use of energy and uh, looking at alternative energies and much more on water. The, uh, the paperback edition has a large chapter on water, water mm-hmm. use, water reduction, and uh, it really encourages people in that regard. So I'm very thrilled that you focus on that. But really, it, everything that we do is, is focusing on helping the individual, the average individual, individual around the world, helping them feel empowered, you know, to get over this feeling of being overwhelmed, this, uh, this, this uh, perhaps feeling of, of, of apathy uh, because they just don't feel like they can make a difference. We're well, getting that's them- why I mentioned to you, Lillian, 
what is the focus here? Um, right. Because, you know, you know what we're forgetting um, is um, common sense. Right. And um, what is the common sense for the word eternity? Mm-hmm. So when I, you may have heard my uh, beginning of the show, Earth does have a secret, um, the water. Now, uh, from there on, we have to use common sense because without water, we come from water. Life on Earth is water. Everything is water. And the air must have that fluid, that moisture in the air that is so important for life to be existing or it dies. We, we are no longer here. So what is the common sense? Now, what you and Dave had found in your directions, you want to teach people some of the things you've been learning with this book is what can we go to your books and learn some things that maybe we've, we're going to be reminded again of common sense, and then we'll learn some other thinking about some common sense that we need to do to practice and get into some practicing, uh, new disciplines, new directions. Um, don't th- buy, buy and throw away. Don't think about waste. What can you use? What can you use so well that you don't have to give it up? You can hang on to it and, and recycle, let's say, what it might be. Now, when your book... <clears throat> excuse me, the book Trash Talk. It's an inspirational guide to saving time and money through better waste and resource management. What are you thinking there? What do you want our listeners to learn? Basically, we want them to stand up and realize that uh, they're the hero that we are seeking in society. We want them to help. We're, we're empowering them by leaving, uh, giving them the tools to leave a positive legacy behind with everyday actions, starting right where they are, starting how they mean to continue with the rest of their life, not looking okay, about things they get that up they have morning. done or haven't done. Right. Look, now you call them a hero. Right now and what they can do. So the number one thing about Trash Talk is looking at waste, the quote-unquote waste, as a resource because it really is. And in today's uh, waste management industry, that is how they look at waste. It's no longer looked at this thing that has to be buried or shipped off. It's now being looked at something that's a valuable item, that they, it's a commodity that they can turn, they can recycle it in some way, and they can turn it into a valuable product, creating jobs all along the way and, uh, you know, contributing back into the uh, consumerism of our world by putting out those products Now, when again. you say, uh, Lillian, that they're going to be a hero that day, in other words, they're going to pay it forward to, to leave a footprint to do something special that day. Mm-hmm. What, well, let's say they get up in the morning and they begin the day. What are some of the steps they're going to be taking to learn some new management thinking, resource management thinking? Okay, well, first of all, I would like to encourage everyone to make sure that they know what their recycling uh, programs are in okay. you know, whatever that is in place in their particular region. Every region will be slightly different due to their proximity to recycling facilities. For instance, uh, somewhere uh, in Southern California, you might have a larger uh, um, recycling rate of styrofoam, whereas here in BC, we have a, a more difficult rate. Over in Ontario, BC, uh, Ontario, Canada, they have a higher rate of uh, recycling uh, polystyrene, or commonly called styrofoam. So it depends on where you I are. I ask you a question. Uh, what about batteries? You know all these batteries we're all throwing away? Have right. you ever thought about what they're going to do with batteries? Well, that's the thing. I mean, batteries have so many wonderful uh, items in them that can be recycled. Yeah. 
thrown back into the system. Uh, there's all kinds of metals in batteries right. that we may not be aware of that are actually a very valuable item. So there's all kinds of things that we need to make sure that we're okay. participating in. Many people don't even realize that recycling one tin can, one single tin can, can actually power a normal incandescent light bulb for four hours. That's My the goodness. power that you're saving, the energy Listeners, that you're saving. did you hear that? One in, in single tin can. Tin can. One tin can. That's yeah. the power that the individual can now, have. Now, what have you learned about paper? A paper, you know, uh, I think of all the paper. My gosh, the reason I thought of batteries, Lillian, mm-hmm. can you imagine everything we use that has to have a battery? Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, they say even to get ready for uh, a catastrophe, store up on batteries. <laughs> They'll probably have to have them for computers if somebody wanted to shut down our computers someday. We'll have to have uh, auxiliaries. Uh, but, uh, hey, that's an idea to Lillian. I hadn't thought of that until I just said it. But anyway, back to paper. What do you think people should be doing with paper? Oh, gosh, there are so many things. In fact, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. We have a huge section in the book. The back quarter of the book is dedicated to paper, and we talk about all aspects of paper recycling, paper reuse, um, envelopes around the office, junk mail, how to get off junk mail list. Oh, now Make- tell me about around the office. Oh, just so <laughs> much stuff you can do around the office alone. Yeah. One thing that I really encourage people to do is look at ways of reducing your notepad purchasing. So many offices will go to your stationery store and you'll spend good hard cash on now, Lillian, you don't want to put the postum out of business. Those postums are worth gold. Well, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing because post, I'm a you know, normal p- pads that you're you're scrabbling down notes or something. Yeah, like that. Like yeah. I'm doing now. Yes, this yes. Week. The I'll reason be- I tease you about that, Lillian, I'm as a research, I'm a research freak, and oh. I use every size of postum there is. <laughs> well, I'm a big. I I really use post-its too, so yeah. I agree with that one. But you know, for your regular, but I notes, know what you're saying. Taking all of that paper and uh, figure out what is blank and then cut it out or paper cutter it out and uh, cut it out and then staple it and then you've got another uh, uh, form of keeping notes and writing and uh, that you may can just throw away when it's all been written up. You've used it all. Absolutely, but there's all kinds of other now, unknown things. do you believe things. in uh, paper shredders? Like uh, cereal uh, boxes, for instance, those can, those can be converted into wonderful decorative organizers for the office. We have a diagram and, and mm-hmm. show exactly how to make them into uh, these organizers. It's very frugal. You don't have to go down to your stationery store mm-hmm. and buy these organizers. You can make them out of cereal boxes, uh-huh. and you can actually make them decorated to your ambience, to your audience, uh, your office, how it looks. So it's quite interesting. You can personalize them. Hey, now, I just thought of something when you just said that. If you're going to take those cereal boxes in, maybe we could get a little light, a fee for advertising in the office for the company we're taking their brand awareness in, teasing. But anyway, back to uh, coming forward on uh, recycling. Uh, we only have a minute left, and we're going to come back in a minute with more that you can teach us. But with recycling, do you think maybe, too, we need to learn how to recycle our thinking? Also, not just recycle the word the obvious, but recycle our thinking and start thinking an approach of what we could save and use and not throw away and be more conservative. Mm, absolutely. When we look at the ways that we can actually save money by not having to purchase Saving a particular money. item, not having to drive to the store, take the time out of our day to go and purchase that item, because we've reused a coffee can that is able to do that for exactly. us. For us. 
or a, a jug turning it into a scoop or something like that. It can, it can uh, really extend the life of the product. Exactly. And let's not forget that when we're finished with that product, when we're finished reusing it, the life of that product is finished, it can still be sent to the recycling system. Something else. We you know, have to throw now, it away. Isn't that fun? You know, um, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, but let's come back and talk about that. Because uh, there's an age thing there with those people who long ago did that. You know that, Lillian. And way back in time, they did it because they didn't have as much available. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with you to teach us more. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method, the only environmental green product setting in the chemicals of eye drops and saline uh, to naturally moisturize the eye with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Lillian, you were talking about um, recycling and learning to value your uh, resources and what you have purchased to use what you're using and try to understand more and more and more what you can do to discipline your own thinking to recycle your thinking what do you want what more do you want to teach us here well you know i'd really like to go back when you were talking about the office because i think a lot of your listeners can really relate to uh, how they can make a difference just in their own office at home or at their uh, work as well and one of the things I'd like to con- uh, have people to consider as well is not just reusing that uh, one-sided uh, paper, those uh, envelopes, cutting those envelopes open and using those for lists and so forth, but to look at uh, double-siding, uh, you know, using both sides of their printing paper. And they can set that up on their machines to do this automatically for the larger offices, for the smaller and the home offices. You might have to do that manually, but it is very important. Also, it's a really good idea to have a uh, box of a one-sided printed paper on uh, available for your staff to use um, when they go to print out a draft of the work that they're doing, because often we'll, especially as writers uh, or in many offices, you'll print out something to make sure that you have everything right in draft format, and then you'll do it in its, um, you know, send it out to your clients and so forth. And this is a really smart thing to do when it comes to editing, and uh, very common in offices and a great way to reduce um, your impact as well. And when you think about it, you think, oh, well, what what kind of difference could printing double-sided on a, on a, a 
piece of paper could that possibly make for a business? Well, here's an example. Bell South uh, Telecommunications reduced their paper use by 1.3 million pounds in one year simply by printing its customer bills double-sided. Uh-huh. And that's, that's not including, you know, think about the paper, the money that they spent Can you on imagine paper? all the paper at your mailbox that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. a paper that you don't even want? Yeah. Paper, ink, shipping, that company saved a lot of money just doing that one simple thing. So there's lots of things we can do around the office, and I won't get too, too far into it because I know you want to talk about other things, but I did want to mention that today, Sharon. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're talking about uh, reducing, uh, well, well, more things about the environment, Mm -hmm. Uh, you two, uh, you and Dave, wanted to learn more about what could save a family money by resource managing and, and all that. Is there some tips in there that we could learn that maybe we've never heard of before? Actually, there are uh, every chapter lists uh, items that you'd commonly found find in your trash bin. Um, so if you just have one item, for instance, if you're looking at bags, plastic bags, and you want to find out about how to reuse them, various ways of reusing them, and uh, saving money at the same time, uh, that chapter alone actually can pay for the, the, the cost of the book. We, we've we um, had our friends try that out, and they've they have, uh, shared with us their, their numbers. Now, when they, you say plastic bags, you mean reusing the plastic bag. Don't throw it away. I do mean that. You know how many people only use their... Um, Ziploc bags and their resealing bags, they only use them once. They can reuse those bags over and over and over, perhaps dozens right. of times. And it just takes a little cleaning, like you would clean your dishes and you dry right. them, you right. know, by opening them up and leaving them on the counter and turn them inside out so they air out nicely. You know, I just thought of an invention for uh, businesses, for environmental thinking to make money, is the, uh, something to where you you have this like little tree, like it looks like a hand, and, and every time you've uh, washed out a bag that you could hang it on there to dry. Yeah, you can have an indoor uh, bag line as well, just strung underneath your counter if you'd like to, underneath your uh, cupboard. You could have a, a nice indiscreet string there that you can um, use clothespins and, and uh, hang them up there if you like, or close your cupboard door on the corner of the bag if you'd like to hang it up that yeah, way. The, the bags, uh, plastic bags, you know, we, uh, you know um, Lillian, uh, I'm 68 years old. And I came from an era, Lillian, we didn't throw everything away. So we became almost um, addiction to saving it. We're, we were a saving it. I'm afraid to throw it away. And we used to laugh about it way back in time with my own family, my grandparents, my mother, and myself, is that why do we save all of that? But, you know, it seems like when I need something, I go looking for what I didn't throw away. Mm-hmm. And don't you find that people come to you? Do you have this? Do you have any shipping materials? <laughs> people come to me and say, oh, do you have any shipping materials? Well, you know, along the way the in the past paper. several decades, our society, um, and especially the more modern societies on this earth, became a throw-it-away. Now, I'm not going to say that with countries that have people who live in apartments. They have no, it is a little challenging to save a lot. Uh, all over the world when you're, uh, you're living in apartments everywhere. But uh, when you've got a storage shed or a garage, <laughs> we can save. Is, are there some other tips other than plastic uh, ideas? Is, is there something else in there that we could think about? Absolutely. And, and I want to clarify here, when we're talking about saving items, we're not talking about storing them and having big stacks of them and, and end up with like a junk pile. We're talking about yeah. that item and me. I know my, my grandparents yeah. and my mother and my family and myself. 
No, we're talking about, you know. Yeah, I do save too much. You did or or passing it on to someone who can reuse it. And, and there's okay. all kinds of things. Um, for instance, okay. you can look at eyeglasses. Uh, many of us oh. may not realize that eyeglasses are reusable. In fact, there are many organizations that take even broken eyeglasses, broken, okay. pla- uh, you know, frames. So if you They're get tired of the frames, go donate them to someone. Well, yeah, and they can be broken. And it's okay because the screws, the little rubber attachments, uh-huh. all the little appliances that are attached to the glasses, if, the, if a single lens is mm-hmm. still attached and it still works, they can take all of those parts and they refurbish them, they make new glasses, and they send them off to uh, uh, areas and organizations that um, are desperate need for this. And, and we're talking about, um, you know, uh, underprivileged countries. Developing oh, yeah. You know, where, where volunteer optometrists... Well, and, may, and shoes that you may think are just ready to go to the trash could be probably sent somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now, I have, so many... I have another one as you were talking. Thank you for helping me think about it. But um, I, I got to thinking about uh, other things that uh, a person could reuse as time goes by and not have to throw away uh, that are commonly in the house, like, for example... I've said to people for a long time, Lillian, uh, now th- th- this, uh, this is something that way back in time they used to use a towel. They would assign the towel to a member of the house, and that member of the house, that was their individual towel, their individual wash rag and hand towel. As time came along, because of the invention of a washer and dryer that was no longer hanging on the clothes, people would go through a towel a day. Something else to think about is to sign again the towel, the washcloth, the hand towel to an individual in the home and use it through, during the week. You do not have to be launder all every day. Mm, absolutely. And make sure you hang the laundry if you can. <laughs> and uh, Well, and of course, that's tough to do with a lot of people because they, they're living in apartments. And, of course. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, and the other one is uh, certain things in the home that people forget. Uh, that you don't, you know, you could uh, share, you do something during the week to be conservative, not to be uh, wasting water, uh, doing certain things that are uh, thinking about, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do what certain things that you're talking about to resource the management in the home. I do realize children are not going to think that way. It's going to take those of us that are in management situations in the home, those household engineers of home, to think about how to do that. Um, what have you learned out there that are some of the things that are the number one worst thing that is causing uh, a problem on this earth that people are not learning to recycle? Is there, I came up with a battery. Is there something else that, out there that you think that people really have to get serious about? Uh, plastic. 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 You came up with plastic. You're right. Yeah, plastic to me is the number one thing, uh, yeah. and, and, and it, it can be the most You are right. To recycle, many regions yeah. are are limited in uh, the the numbers. You know, when you turn over that plastic mm-hmm. a container or a bag or or um, a packaging of some sort, Can it will have a symbol on it. In that, symbol, it will yeah, have a number. Right. Yeah. right. Well, two, four, and five. Those are the safe plastics when it comes to uh, uh, beverage containers. So, if you buy a container make of juice or something like that, make sure it's two, four, or five. That's a definite thing that, that you want to uh, remember. Now, say um, that again. So it's now, where can you find to, to know what, where that 2, 4, and 5, where is it located on the container? It would be on either the bottom or the side of the container, and it should okay. be right inside the, uh, the symbol, the recycling symbol. It'll have like a 1 or a 7 or, okay. or something like that on the inside. Okay. 
So those are the ones that you definitely want to uh, purchase when it comes to uh, edible liquids from your grocery store or somewhere like that. Uh, and um, plastic. Now, just- can I ask you real quickly? And, and I don't. I'm just. I'm an out loud study for you. Um, when you're learning more about your plastics, are you learning also some of the plastics that are not healthy for us to have surrounding our food and our, the certain things that we use? Some of those Absolutely. plastics that are not healthy. Absolutely. That's why I say uh, two, four, and five are the, are the more healthier. Okay, there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, there are you know, so many. We've, we've had so much to learn, and it's sad, Lillian, um, and I hope you do so well with what you're doing because uh, there, we need education. And we need that uh, let's reason together thinking. Uh, um, I'm very open to respecting the fact if you and I don't agree on everything, but can we learn? Can we learn all of us? Maybe we don't agree today on everything, but maybe we can learn to balance the ecosystem of balancing what we can learn that maybe we sometime will agree with each other on some of it. And uh, this is a very important uh, way for Earth to live and be there for eternity. I had a guest on one time and said, Sharon, I don't know, as a scientist, I don't know if eternity will be there. And I said, really? And he said, yes. And I think it's because some people are giving up on what would be uh, uh, pay it forward. What can we do to leave our footprint uh, with Earth's secrets of making it last forever? It well, you know, Sharon, uh, people are bombarded so heavily with all kinds of negative uh, uh, you all kinds rest. of big numbers. So yeah. they get forced into this uh, mode of apathy where they just feel like they, they can't make a difference. And Obstacles what are to solve, Lillian. They're to solve. Yeah, it is so false. And, and going back to the plastics there, uh, I have some numbers for you on that. Okay. In 1995, okay, what is it? In 1995, 50% of North Americans, that's uh, all of Canada and Mexico and the States, had access to the recycling program, a plastic recycling program, yet only 20 to 25% of the material was covered in 1995. Plastic production goes up on average of 10% annually. So those are some numbers to consider. Of course, the numbers of plastic recycling programs have gone up exponentially since 1995. Definitely something to keep in mind is that there are all kinds of incredible new technologies, new innovations, and new recycling. Now, which country is uh, out there in the world is really thinking about being aggressive to try to get ahead? Because, you know, these companies, to keep the economy going, and they're using a particular plastic, mm-hmm. and they're already set into that particular grade of plastic, whatever it is, for them to change over has to be a very, it's a very expensive change. And then all of a sudden you don't have on the shelf some things you're wanting because uh, during the period of time it's in plastic. Uh, What are you learning about some of the companies in different countries that are very aggressively moving over to safer plastics? I'm finding that they're having wonderful uh, consumer response. They, their sales go up huge. They, they have uh, wonderful marketing um, teams that make sure that the word gets out there. They, mm-hmm. they make sure that they share their green initiatives mm-hmm. on their sites and in their advertising, which I think is really important. Not enough businesses really highlight their work, no matter how small they think it might be. It's very important to get the word out there because you're not only uh, ensuring that your clientele is going to keep on coming back and that you're attracting new clientele, but you're also sending out like this silent challenge out there to the to your peers in the industry 
industry saying, hey, we're doing this, what are you doing? So it's really important to, you know, make sure that you highlight, that you that you brag, you know, because sometimes it feels like, gosh, I'm bragging. I, I don't no, want to. not bragging. Well, it's a, I don't want You know what it is. Um, right. This, this last year uh, on my stationery, I had this little quote because we own words like moisture for life. Mm-hmm. And um, then I said, my gosh, moisture for life is green. And uh, let's be environmentally chic. In other words, you know, remember way back in time when fashion was a consciousness. It wasn't bragging. It was a consciousness of, of, a, of, a, of, of a signature about it's like you, the way you wear your hair and what you choose to wear. And, and I, by the way, I noticed in your picture here you have the most beautiful dog. What's your dog's name? Oh, that is actually um, our our ex dog. His name is Silo. Oh. He was uh, accident- He was accidentally hit by a um, a speeding driver outside. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to bring it up. Yes, okay. We just it lost our my diva. Ago. She we had been with had- us for 16 years, and uh, but again, back to your everybody's choices mm-hmm. is uh, we have choices to live our lives, but wh- how we're living them is to pay it forward for others to be concerned, like good old-fashioned manners, Lillian. What is good old-fashioned manners, etiquette? means concerning your life for somebody else besides yourself. And that's oh, what you and Dave are doing. And, and going back to water, you know, that's the, right at the tap. How, you know, how much at pressure? Tap, I like that. <laughs> how much pressure do you need when you turn on the tap? Do you really need to have it on full force, or can you have it just dribble out a little bit so that you have enough moisture to wash and rinse off your hands? Right. Is it really necessary to have it on full blast? You know, that's just a simple thing. Another really good item that very few of us do is uh, not refraining from turning on the hot water tap for most uses unless exactly. you're doing dishes or something you don't well, really need water washing clothes water tap. and what actually happens when you turn on that hot water tap and we're talking about the sink here at the tap when you turn on that hot water tap you wash your hands or you rinse that pan or yeah. whatever you're going to do with that water you turn off the tap is the water really hot when you turn off that tap so what you've done is you've heated up the water in your pipes that's and, right and that water just sits there you've we wasted to do something sometime on uh you guys understanding water issues and recycling and thinking now, we only have a minute, le- barely 50 seconds left. Uh-huh. I want the, uh, our, our listeners to listen to how you and Dave are really diving into learning more about this planet to last forever. Um, give us uh, your website. Fantastic. It is www.brummet.ca. That's B-R-U-M-M-E-T. That's Brummet. right. Okay. And uh, your book? is Trash Talk, How to Make um, an Inspirational Guide to Saving Time and Money Through Better Waste and Resource Management. And again, it's called Trash Talk. They can find excerpts and um, uh, chapter excerpts and all kinds of information about the book and uh, uh, articles that were... um, Hey, we have to go. I'm so sorry. But you tell Dave hello. I love Canada. We're up there. We're up in Edmond once in a while and Fort Moody and, and around in British Columbia there in Vancouver. So... We wish you well Thank you. and be well and keep up the good work. Thank you for having me. It's nice to talk with you. You have a very special day. You too. Bye. Well, did you learn? We all take for granted our plastic. We throw it away, we throw it away, we throw it away, and guess what? Let's learn how do we can figure it out. Take a little moment, do a little therapy in your life, and think about what you could do to recycle some certain things that maybe. Uh, just common sense, like using the same towel that's your towel. Maybe that would make a great...
holiday presents coming up or uh, birthday presents for people along the way is how to monogram a personal towel, a wash rag, and hand cloth. Get her some money. Think about how to make another income. Be environmental. Our next guest is Diane P. Garden, who's the author of Anti-Vigilante and the Ribs in Time. Uh, We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the real chic way for the health of your eyes. How much do you know about your eyes? We have a blog that's going to go out to teach you. Listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Diane. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Diane, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you today? Well, I am fine, and thank you for joining us. I was looking at your information, and uh, you have won my heart. I um, love children of the world. There's no imperfect child to me. And you have pets. And I think there's a, I'll be driving by in my car and I wave to the pets in the other car or truck oh, and they'll too. look at, and Diane, <laughs> and they'll look at their doggies or, and, and Diane, they'll look back the at me. Do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about you and your book, Anti-Vigilante and the Ribs in Time. Well, I have been an environmental journalist since 1995, ah. and after, you know, I, I, originally it was uh, to just keep our, our clients informed. My husband and I co-owned a solar power electric generation systems company. Mm-hmm. So you learned and, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I wanted to learn about, you know, solar energy, and I wanted to learn about all sorts of renewable energies from that, and I was writing a little 
newsletter called the Firewalker Flare, as an F L A R E, like a solar flare. Uh-huh. And um, a lot of them were just saying, "Wow, you know, this is very interesting." Um, and you know, since you know they were already had already invested, if they were our clients, they were already invested in solar power. Mm-hmm. And I not only bring up problems because I think that's a very negative approach to it, just to scare people half to death. But I also brought up solutions. What can we yeah, do about it? I was saying to Lillian earlier, uh, uh, which is uh, she and her husband are very into authoring many uh, publications on environmental recycling. I know. I love the Brummets. I've been their guest, and she's been guest on my oh, show. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful. But anyway, I wanted to tell you um, about where I'm coming from. Um, uh, I'm a recycling mental thinking. Uh, age will do that to you because when you're when way back in time, Diane, uh, way back there was a time when we didn't think about throwing everything away. We really enjoyed the the cabin fever of thinking uh, I'm going to save that or I'm, I could use it again. Right. And uh, reusing it. And where my environmental thinking and I noticed that you have on some of your inner, uh, thinking about renewable energy and the impending world water wars. I'll get into that with you to give you where I come from, too, is, is the world out there, we need to join together and be fashionably chic with the environment. In other words, Earth is a fashion trend of living, getting out of bed, living with the Earth that day. We're the guest. Right. We're the stewards. We We're the guests. We and take and care of it. One thing I learned when I studied the environment, how I got into the environment, is way back in time, I was really worried about stress. And I was noticing that the stress of the globe, the stress of human life and all life, something's wrong here. Why do they give up? You just said the magic. Why do you think uh, somebody wants to fear, put negative in you? fear the negative in you because for some reason they already they figured out maybe you don't like to solve problems and obstacles right right You've and you know diane that is the key to this chicness this fashion this earth and the word eternity for the environment it should be very chic and fun and fashionable to get out of bed have the cabin fever have the enjoyment of therapy, I call that therapy, the cabin fever, and enjoy the getting out of bed and, oh, I'm living with Earth today and what am I going to do? And be grateful of all of the opportunities to go do that. And so you're into this anti-vigilante and understanding uh, obstacles. In other words, be uh, proactive. Think about a vision of the future with, you've got on here with hooks deep into renewable energy. Right. Energy doesn't have to mean, say, all these things that they're putting in these keywords into our brains. It means your personal energy. Now, what I did here, Diane, is I truly believe that the environment is, is means you, uh, the human life of this earth. It means every block of life on this earth is energy. They forgot about what human life can do to, pull, to pay forward. Whisper. Uh, at the end of the show, every week I say, Earth has a secret. Embrace your life. Well, what I mean is that moment of living with Earth as a guest, every precious moment as a guest. And that means maybe you will think about somebody else's life, right? Right. Then you come along and Earth is whispering to you, Diane. He gave you a whisper. This Earth gave you a whisper. Whisper, 
with Earth is Whispering, leave your footprint. That means you're really serious about leaving something behind so other people get to live there too. Right. And that's what it's about. Now, I noticed you said here, I really ex- want to get into this, the impending war of water, war, uh, water wars. Right. That is the truth. That's yes, why no, I been... wanted, this is the only radio talk show all over the world, and I put so lots of investment into this years ago, on the seriousness of we've left, uh, there's a crisis. We left the water out of medicine. We left the water out of therapy. We left the water out of everything because chemistry became a quicker, more in the laboratories with chemists, quicker. Uh, will any company fire a whole bunch of chem- chemists to go study water? Probably not. So what I decided to do is to, uh, dedicate life and understanding the waters of the world. And then when I did that, I bumped into human life is 50 trillion cells. What's the most important H2O medicine you could have? H2O pure medicine. Water. Yeah, clean water inside and, your and body. And pure water, not with sweeteners, not with vitamins. The water. It's like one of our really well-known guests from all over the world said, would you take a bath? and saline in water? Would you take a bath every day in your ocean? Would you take a bath in your tea and water? Would you take a bath in juice and water? Coffee and water? No. You want to have a clean, detoxifying bath or shower. And the wars that it's going to cause all over the war, Diane, is over in Kenya. You probably may heard me mention, and you've got to get this on your thinking, is over in Kenya, they have this one river coming through there, through the biggest, mig- largest migration of animals in the world, and it's drying, it's dying up. And here's the tigers and the zebras and the elephants and all of these migration of animals coming into there, and they didn't think about keeping one and keeping alive for eternity, and the river is almost a, 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 a drying up. Right, just What's going to happen know, there? Here in the United States, we're having a very serious problem in the southwest. There are seven states that tap out of the Colorado River. Exactly. And We've had all of, that on our radio show. Yeah. That, that's exactly, you know, what our, our, our um, you know, we're... All the states think that they have, and they they do because it's a it's a human rights issue. Water is life. If you if you don't have enough water, you will die. You and and it's also your sanitation. That's right, and that well, that's another way that causes the disease that Im- impure water and unsafe clean, uh, unsafe drinking water causes. Exactly, you know, causes a lot of human disease. Now, For what example, is your thinking? And now on this show, I never want to put anybody in a spot. So what I teach is let's be in a think tank of a research project thinking. In other words, everything can be studied. Everything can be researched ongoing forever. What do you think is what's happening with the farmers that provide out of California all that water, I mean, pardon me, all that food that goes all over the world, and they were not able to get their irrigation? Is there any thinking out loud about what might, what might happen to all of those farms that produce the foods to the rest of the world? Well, that's the problem. When people, um, you know, think in terms of just what they need, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. Okay. That is the bread basket or, you know, the vegetable basket, you could say, of not only California, but we export, you know, a large percentage of food that goes out all over the United States. And by fighting over the water rather than figuring out a way to share the water. Thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. that. In other words, figure out the obstacles to how we can all live in this world together. 
Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is kind of under, uh, you know, not, not looked at and underrated is, for example, catch water systems. There is precipitation that, you know, falls on your roof and could be collected Thank and you. used yeah. for yes. watering of, you know, plants and so on and so forth. Wouldn't um, that be fun to be an inventor? And the person could invent and patent, file a patent and invent something of different shapes and sizes and attractive artwork that could do just that. Yeah, there are catch water systems available now. It's just not required so people don't use them. But in you know the Southwest, which there are seven states that are actually attached to the Colorado River um, know you know, corridor. We've had them all on our show. And, and yeah. you know, so you're talking about the people in Arizona, yeah. Colorado, Nevada, California, New Mexico, Utah, Utah and Wyoming. Yeah. All these yeah. places which need water, they, everyone, you know, all the, all the people need water. And yet, rather than trying to figure out ways to create fresh water sources, which is where I'm coming from, um, and, and I, conservation is a huge part of it, of course. That is... Very important, but if we can't figure out a way to create fresh water sources, we're going to be in trouble because you can only conserve so much and you can't. Well, 97.5% of our world is salt water. Would you take a bath in salt water every day or saline water over your eyes that leaves a crust? No. So what it is 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 people have to realize that fresh water, 2.5, is very important to the rest of, for the whole wide planet. But by ignoring that huge amount of ocean water, I think, again, we're ignoring a huge source of not only electrical energy, but fresh water and mariculture that's, that's all uh, c- comes from desalination plants. Right. For example, in very San Diego... Very expensive drinking water. It's a very expensive way to get your water. But Can you imagine with everything else that's going sky high, uh, all of, that our country is really taking a huge change that we've never, our forefathers never really thought about is all of this enormous, expensive way to live in 50 states. We only have one minute left. We'll bring you back on again and study this together. Uh, what would you like to leave your customer, uh, customer I'm sorry, leave your uh, listeners to, uh, to thinking about? Uh, well, for example, um, you know, uh, the ocean is a huge repository of energy that can be harnessed, and it's not as expensive as people think because you can also solar power those factories that are desalination plants. Okay, okay. Now you can go to Firewater Public. Okay, firewaterpublication.com and Firewalker Publications. Oh, Firewalker. I'm sorry, Firewalker publications.com and learn more listeners. Well, I want to thank you for being with us. You You're left welcome. a footprint. <laughs> oh, you have a nice day and be well. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Listeners, I think when we look at the world and we think about ourselves about that moment and remember the good old-fashioned thinking, think beyond your own skin. Live in the air you're living and to breathe. In other words, we've been learning, somebody taught us how to breathe on this show even. What would you do if there was no moisture in the air to breathe? That's oxygen. And water puts oxygen in the blood cells. And you have 50 trillion of those. Now, I had somebody the other day say, oh, I don't like to drink water. But what what, what are you going to do to prevent the flu? Oh, well, I'll do this. I'll do what they're telling me to do. Um, uh, Sanitation my hands. I'll wash my hands a lot. I'm going to think a little bit better about what I'm eating, not as much fast food. I'm going to be thinking about not being around people uh, more commonly. 
And I said, but what about drinking water? That's for free, really. It's not very expensive. Drink a lot of water. That's your detoxification. That's your hydrogen, your oxygen, your nitrogen, and, and, uh, uh, and everything to do with your blood cells to keep the oxygen and, and move out the toxin and, and flush and lipolubrication and detoxivate through the skin. And they looked at me like they'd never heard that before in their life. And this was a very intellectual person. Drink water. Every hour, try to think about having some water. It is so important to you with this H1N1. We're learning a lot about these viruses. And I think dehydration and the causes of dry air are causing it to be even further. There should be further research in dehydration of the bodies. We're not thinking enough about dehydration. Water is an issue all over the world. And if without it, we couldn't possibly tell you to drink water. Get a lot of sleep good sleep. Earth takes a nap. Earth goes to sleep at night. Does Earth stay up all night on the computer? No. The Earth tries to figure out how it can sleep all over the world and give you that darkness. Darkness brings moisture to the air because the light was taken away that takes the moisture from the air. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every special moment you're a guest. Earth is whispering, never say goodbye. Leave your footprint as that guest should. I want to thank you for listening. Be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.